Jason Allen from North Douglas Church here. Thank you so much for taking the time out to join me today. I uh, pray that God is doing amazing things in your lives and that he, can, he continues to open up his heart to you and that you get to know him in a deeper and a more meaningful way. If you enjoy anything that you've uh, listened to or watched here today, uh, you can always find more content that we've uh, posted on Facebook or on YouTube, or you can always download a podcast from wherever you get your podcast from. All right, so this week we're talking once again about Jesus. Uh, if you followed in the other sermons with Pastor Rod, we're just taking some time out to uh, focus on Jesus. And as we learn more about Jesus and we hear more about Jesus, it's our heart that you continue to fall more in love with Jesus uh, and know him in a better and a new and amazing way that will not just change your life, but the lives around you. So this week, I'm looking at Jesus, the Stormbreaker. Now, there's multiple times in the Bible where, where Jesus uh, deals with storms. I'm going to look at two of them. The first one that I want to take a look at here is uh, when Jesus is walking on the water. So in this one, Jesus actually doesn't start off in the boat with them, right? But let's dive into it and see what it's, where it comes to. Uh, I'm getting it from Mark. Uh, all, all the stories are actually in all the synoptic gospels. So throw in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But uh, let's take a look at the how, how Mark writes it. All right, so in Mark uh, verse 6, uh, sorry, Mark chapter 6, verse 45 to 52. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, where while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. He meant to pass them by. But when, he saw, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought he was a ghost, and cried out, for all that saw him were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased, and they were utterly astonished, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. All right, so we see here that uh, Jesus has sent his disciples off ahead of him. He had just finished uh, feeding one of the times that he fed 5,000 uh, with the uh, loaves and the fishes, and he had done some amazing miracles. And uh, we know that that is draining on him, right? Because he was a man. He was fully God, but he was also fully man. And doing these amazing things like feeding 5,000 people with a couple of loaves of bread and a couple of fishes, he was tired. He was drained. And so uh, after he does these big miracles, we see Jesus take time off. Or, or even right before he does something big, he takes time off and he takes time and he, he, he goes up on the mountain. He says, hey guys, listen, I need some time to myself. I need to rest and relax, rejuvenate and recharge. You guys hop in the boat, go out ahead of me. To the other side of the sea, I'll see you guys later. So they're thinking, all right, not a problem. He's going to catch another boat. Come with us later. So... They're out there, and these are seasoned fishermen. Like these, these guys were born, right, on the boat pretty well, right? They've been fishing and on the water for for years. A lot of these guys, so they've seen storms. 
So they're out there and they're making like no headway. This is a trip that probably should have taken about two hours or so. And by this time, like when Jesus shows up on, on the scene with them, it's anywhere between three and six in the morning. So these guys have been out on the water a two hour trip. They've been out there for like six to eight hours so far. And all of a sudden, Jesus can see them from the shore. So you know they're not making any headway. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere fast. It's a bad storm. So Jesus is walking out there. And they see him and they freak out. I mean, I think that's a pretty natural thing to do. That when you see someone walking, not just on calm, glassy water, which would be freaky in and of, in and of itself. But this is during a storm and waves. And Jesus is just strolling by. So they're thinking, this is a ghost. But then uh, they're terrified, they're screaming. He turns to the guy, he goes, guys, calm down. It's just me. And he hops in the boat. And as soon as Jesus hops in the boat, it's all calm. Everything is as it's supposed to be. So if we look at this story, how does, uh, how does this re relate to our lives? Well, I look at it and go, you know, I mean, first off, Jesus wasn't in the boat right for the first part of it there's a storm raging all around and he's not in the boat now i'm not sure where you are in in your walk in life but is jesus in your boat is he with you through this now let's just say maybe jesus isn't in your boat right now and one thing that i find that's interesting is these guys are headed in a direction now they're going exactly where jesus wants them to go jesus actually told them to go this direction but they're making no headway I'm not sure what, what direction you're going in your life, but whether Jesus is in your boat or not, there's a, there's a chance that you're going exactly where Jesus wants you to go. But these guys couldn't get to where Jesus wanted them to be. They were headed in the right direction, but because Jesus wasn't in their boat, because Jesus wasn't with them, they were making no headway. Now, maybe you feel like, I'm, 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 I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I feel like I'm heading in the direction in life where I'm supposed to be headed. And you know what? Maybe you are. Maybe you are going exactly where God wants you to be. And you're frustrated and you're in the storm. You're like, I know. I can feel like what I'm doing is right. And God may be saying to you right now, yes, yes, you're going in the direction that I want you to go. But you're missing something. You're missing Jesus. And without Jesus in that boat with them, yes, they're headed, they may be headed in the right direction. You may be going in the direction that God wants you to go, but you're going to be making no headway. You're not going to get to where God wants you to be unless you stop and you see Jesus and go, it's Jesus. Hey, can you hop in this boat with me? And as soon as Jesus got in that boat, the storm calmed down. And they were able to go exactly where Jesus needed them to be. So just because Jesus isn't in your, in your boat doesn't mean you're going the wrong direction. But if you feel like you're not making any headway, ask him into your heart. Ask him into your life. Now the other thing is that it's not like these guys were out there on their own. Jesus could see them. Jesus saw what's happening. I'm not sure what's happening in your life and it feels like you're abandoned. But I can guarantee you right now, whether Jesus is with you or not, he can see you. He can see the storm that's happening around you. He's walking right beside you on that water. He's looking, he's going like, I'm waiting for you to see me. I'm waiting for you to notice me because he wants to hop in that boat with you. No matter what storm is happening in your life right now, 
I want to let you know that Jesus sees you. He saw these men. He told them to go, but he didn't just leave them on their own. He saw the storm that was happening, and he was able to walk out and be with them. Jesus sees the storms that are happening, and he sees you in that storm. He's not leaving you alone. He's here for you. But for him to be able to affect that storm, he's just asking you to call him into your boat. He's asking you to call him into your life and go, you know, there's a storm around me. You see me, Jesus, will you get in this boat with me? And as soon as he hops in that boat, I guarantee you, he owns those waves. He will, the storms around you will calm, they will subside for now. All he's doing is waiting for you to call. So now we know, so now we see a time where Jesus is outside of a boat in a storm. And everything is raging around it. But as soon as Jesus hops in that boat, the storm subsides. So then we're looking at it and go, okay, that's great. As Christians, we go, I believe I have Jesus in my life. Jesus is in my boat. Jesus is here with me. But things are still going crazy all around me. This doesn't make sense. This, this, this doesn't equate. Well, guess what? Jesus shows us another circumstance and going, guess what? I'm not saying that, that uh, things are always going to be rosy. Things are always going to be great because there's going to be times where you're going to be in a storm and Jesus is going to be in the boat. And he shows us that. He actually shows us that earlier in Mark. Uh, if we look at uh, Mark chapter 4, uh, verse 35 to 41. And on that day... When evening had come, he said to them, Let's go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great storm arose, and the waves were breaking into the, into the boat, so the boat was already filling. And he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the sea. Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and they were, there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Why you, uh, Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the seas obey him? So there's going to be times in your life when Jesus is in your boat and you're like, Jesus is in my boat and the storm is still raging around me. And what are you doing? What are you doing, Jesus? Are you asleep? Are you just chilling in the back here? So there's going to be times that, yes, when maybe you don't have Jesus in your boat and he hops in and calms the storm. But just because Jesus is in there doesn't mean that there isn't going to be any storms. Just because you're walking with Jesus doesn't mean that everything is always going to be perfect and easy. Jesus is still with you. And as we look at this, storms still happen. You can have Jesus in your boat and things aren't always going to go right. Things aren't always going to be uh, as we planned. We can be heading in the right direction. We can feel like we're doing everything, but there's still a storm. There's still problems. There's still uh, the world raging around us. And we can be like the disciples and we can be like, do you not care about us? Do you not care that we're perishing? 
Now, the main thing that I see in the story and the main thing that I see in, in our lives is they didn't understand who was in their boat. And during this storm that was raging around them, they didn't really understand who they had. And my question to uh, the people who have a relationship with Jesus and feel like they know Jesus is, my question is, do you really know who's in your boat? If you're, if you're saying that Jesus is in your boat with you, that Jesus is in your life, that Jesus is with you, do you really understand who he is? This is the man that controls the world. You know, I, I actually love the way that, that because it's in the Synoptic Gospels, um, it's, it's in all these, these books. But I love the way Mark puts it because uh, the Greek words he actually uses are uh, somewhat like you would say to a pet, to a dog. Uh, I, have, I have dogs. I've always had dogs. I have three dogs right now, right? And uh, my dogs are fairly well trained. I got some puppies. But um, as a dog is trained, if I say, stop quiet a well-trained dog is going to stop and stop no more barking and that's actually exactly how how mark puts it is that jesus spoke to him like he was speaking to how we i would speak to my dog he's like stop quiet and these are the actual actual words that he uses because he's in control of that he's the master just like i'm the master of my of my dog Jesus was the master of the elements around him. He had full control. Now, if I had someone come into my house and I had a very well-trained dog, that person could walk into my yard and have no fear. I, I mean, I have, I have big dogs. I've had Rottweilers for, for years. And people would never have to fear when they walked into my yard because my dogs were well-trained. And if I said, stop, stay, sit, my dog would stop and stay and sit. And they had no fear of my dogs because they understood that they're my dogs and I had control over them. Do we understand truly that the person that we call Jesus, that we say is in our lives, has full control over every situation, over every element in this world? That if he simply says, stop, quiet that's exactly what the elements of this world do they stop if whatever is happening in your life whatever difficulties are going on in your life do you understand that there's no reason to fear there's no reason to be upset because if you have Jesus in your life if you have him in your boat that he's in full control of everything around you, that when it's time for those waves to stop, all he has to do is say, stop, and it's over. That's the Jesus that we serve. That's the God that we serve. Now, God uses these, these storms that are around us. You know, it may seem like it's out of control and it's chaos. But I love how when we, when we look in the Bible, that God uses these storms around us for his good. I mean, even if we look back in the Old Testament in Jonah, that when Jonah was headed to somewhere where he wasn't supposed to go, God had called him to Nineveh and he was heading the opposite direction. God used that storm 
for his good. Why? Because he is Lord and master of that storm. And as soon as the sailors threw Jonah overboard, the storm ceased because God was in control of that. God, it wasn't just random. Now, whatever storm is happening in your life, I guarantee you, it's not random. That God's in control of it and he's using it. And if these sailors in Mark had understood who they had in their boat, they wouldn't have any fear. That's exactly what he said. Like, don't you know who I am? If I'm not afraid, why are you afraid? If Jesus is not afraid of the situations that are happening in your life right now, I guarantee you, you have no reason to fear. He's in control of every situation. And all he's saying is, if you got me in your boat, I can calm the storm when the time is right. I'm in control of those elements. So if you don't know Jesus and there's storms happening in your life right now, he's saying, I'm walking right beside you. I'm walking on the water. All I'm waiting for you to do is see me and say, Jesus, hop in my boat. Or maybe you do know Jesus already and the storm is still raging in your life. He's got a plan for that storm. And if he ain't freaking out, then why are we freaking out? If you have Jesus in your boat, he's in full control of everything. He's asking you just to trust him and to know him, which is which is why we're taking this time to get to know Jesus more so that when these things do happen, that we do understand and we do know who is with us and who is caring for us. So if you don't know Jesus right now, and you would like to know him, please contact me. Or we'll take a second here and just say a simple prayer. That if you don't know Jesus and you have something going in your life, you're like, I need him in my life. I need someone to calm this storm, to calm my heart. Jesus is looking to do this. So take a second and bow your head with me. If you don't bow your head, just say these words from your heart to God. And I guarantee you that he's waiting. He's walking on the waves next to you. Go and notice me. I see you. All I'm asking you is see me and call me in. Let's take a second and repeat after me. Heavenly Father God, thank you so much for giving your son Jesus. And I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died for my sins. And I accept the gift of his blood upon that cross. And I pray now that Jesus comes to live within me, that I may know him better and that he may take away all of my sins. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. And I pray that God spoke something into your heart. And that if you don't know Jesus, that you take the time to find him and seek him out. Because he is looking to find you. And that 
if you do have something happening in your heart and you need someone to talk to, I would love to, to talk with you. Comment below, uh, email us, uh, call us on the phone, do anything, right? But we'd love to, to talk to you and uh, let you know that Jesus loves you and he's, he's here for you and that uh, he is God of the storm in your life. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with me here today. I pray that God continues to move in you. And we look forward to uh, seeing you and uh, being with you again. Thank you so much and have a great day.